0: Welcome to the Reinventing Education podcast. This is a podcast for teachers, parents, or students who are interested in reinventing what education is. I'm Rob McLeod and joined, as always, by Brendan O'Leary. Good Hi, Good day, Rob. Brendan. We're going to try something different today. We are going to go out into the real world, get off our lofty clouds, and pick some stories from the news about education and I guess try to make a case for what we've been talking about on our first handful of episodes here and talk about what these values in education look like in the real world in schools. We, on this podcast, have talked about three main values that we're seeing in education. Um, One of them we've been calling self-discipline, which... For the sake of clarity and temporary confusion, we are going to begin calling compliance. Over the course of this last year, as you know, I've been looking into the values. We've realized that the self-discipline value isn't an anachronistic thing from the past. Um, It's actually still very much alive in schools in 2019 um, and is much more prevalent than I thought, than perhaps we had originally thought. And we've seen some nuance on it, on our own experiences and changing schools, um, and also just in our contact with others. So you'll begin to hear us shift away from the word self-discipline schools as a value towards compliance. The other two values we've discussed are the ambition value in school, which focuses on achievement, and the sensitivity value, which um, focuses on cultural well-being and Individual student well being and the celebration of differences. So, you've got our first story, Brendan.
1: Yes. So, this is something that's popped up several times over the last few weeks, and it's been a big news story in, in Britain. It, I, it's, um, it's around the student led uh, strikes and uh, protests based on uh, climate change. The, um, so, this particular Article is from Vox, vox Vox.com. The article is playing hooky to save the climate. Why students are going on strike. And essentially what it says is so last August, a Swedish student by the name of Greta Thunberg began to camp outside the Swedish parliament and accused uh, the lawmakers there of um, failing to uphold their commitments to fight Climate change under the Paris Accord, and so what happened is um, she became quite a, a bit of a media celebrity, and she recently appeared at Davos uh, in um, Switzerland, and she um, kind of gave the um, gave the the business leaders there a little bit of a talking to, and uh, basically around the world. Uh, there was this idea that um, students would take this Fridays for a future and they would essentially go on strike from school and uh, go out into the streets and protest against this lack of action on climate change by governments. And ostensibly also an aim to bring uh, more of a focus on climate change and issues like that into the classroom, trying to get... Uh, a change in the curriculum as well as a a change within the government's actions. Um, So that's the main thrust of the story. Um, Within this same article, it does mention a little bit of a pushback from um, the Prime Minister of Britain, Theresa May, who claimed that the protest would increase teacher workload and waste lesson time that the teachers have carefully prepared for. and then New South Wales Education Minister, uh, Rob Stokes, has said he, while he encourages young people to find their voice, it should take place outside of school hours and they will be punished should they miss school time for this um, rally. Um, so Vox is essentially quite a left-leaning, and I would put it in the sensitivity kind of bracket, Um and they wholeheartedly, in this article and others, support the students in their protest, as do other um, media outlets such as The Guardian that I read that really um, are are saying along the lines of these guys are showing us older I was grown ups how it should be done, so good on you um, though there is still a concern on the left that similar to some of the the students from the Parkland school, following the the school shooting there, they managed to get the, the the government and and national conversation onto their issue of of gun control. However, it wasn't really matched with any legislative changes, and so this article and others are suggesting that it's all well and good that we have students protesting and making their voice known, but it kind of needs to be followed through with legislation, otherwise it may not go anywhere. So Rob, in your eyes, how do our three um, kind of mindsets, the compliance, the ambition, the sensitivity, how might they view this story?
0: Well, first of all, gold star for picking a story that even in the presentation of it through Vox, hints at all three of these. We've heard the threat of punishment for just not doing what you're supposed to do, which I'd say resembles the compliance. We've got perhaps Theresa May representing the ambition achievement saying, ah, a lot of work's gone into this. You're going to miss out on some of your opportunities for these thought out lesson plans that are there to, to serve your well-being in the world. And we've heard the sensitivity response to trying to give students an authentic voice in doing real world action. So kudos on picking a complex one. To pick apart to start with how do each of these three values see let me just make sure i'm start we're starting the same page how do they see student protests within school for um the support of climate change is that that's yeah i think ostensibly on
1: it on its on its subject on, on its surface the students have gone out protesting against the lack of inaction and they're a lack of action, sorry, and they they want also to see changes within the curriculum to bring this more into their classroom so i would a I would go with sensitivity first because I think the supportive nature of the article suggests that, as we know, Vox are on board with this, and um maybe that's the easiest one to go with to start with.
0: Yeah, so I think the sensitivity value would see this news story as a huge example for success about its own beliefs. So you've got students taking action on something that they care about. This is central to the sensitivity value. Within schools, sensitivity says we shouldn't do anything in school that's not relevant or meaningful to a student, or that we can't help students to find some sort of real life connection to. We should. There's a belief in the sensitivity value that we shouldn't waste students' time. And the belief in sensitivity is we're wasting students' time if something's not meaningful or valuable to them, have some kind of authentic real life connection. And here we see students who are fired up about wanting to see change happen at the curriculum level, at the um, well, international law level. And you see students taking one of the few things that they have within their power, um, that being their attendance in school, and acting on it and using it to hopefully encourage uh, some change in the world around them. So I think sensitivity would look at this and just think, hooray, like, awesome. You're doing exactly what we want to see. You care about something you've inquired into it and you're taking authentic action in the real world on it. So kudos to you kids.
1: Absolutely. And it would be referred to as agency within the IB system that I'm working within. And I think uh, something else almost is that it is bringing more equality to the world because the subtext of this is that we are, we are, holding far less power than you right now and we are also the ones that are going to suffer for this and we are taking steps to readdress that imbalance in power and we are going to ask you to also take those steps and so there is this idea of bringing more equality
0: and and a voice to the voiceless yeah because i don't know if it was in this exact article or others i've read around this one of the central points that these children are up is, hey, we don't have voting rights. If we yeah. did, we could express ourselves differently. We don't have a voice here. So we have to exercise something else. And here's our way then that we can access power because we don't have power. We're, we're disenfranchised in the system. And those who are of voting age, you're the ones making the decisions for us. And there's... There's an element of that kind of tyranny here at play and these the underdogs are wanting their voice. And so, so And so ambition.
1: Well, the thing is when I read this, it was so heavily sensitivity laden that it was it was only when I began to think of what would the other two paradigms say about this? Because it seems um Seems out of step with their beliefs on some level, and it was interesting when I just quickly read a Daily Mail article who are somewhat right wing, somewhat <laughs> quite right wing. Um, and they were they actually did not say very much against it, it's almost as if it was hard to say it was wrong, but they pretty much disrespected it by making out that this was just a group of kids kind of just hanging out and one of the lines they said was um and they began to slope off around three thirty when when school would normally be out the suggestion being that these kids were here for a bit of a laugh a bit of fun and then once it came home time they'd go home and forget about it um what would be your What would you expect somebody working in that compliance self discipline paradigm to say or think about this event?
0: Yeah, so a more traditional school might have some criticism for this um, on two or three different things. One is just the authority. Um, Within the compliance system, those who have authority have the say on what goes on in a school. And I think they would criticize this system by protesting and stepping out of the system. The Sorry, more compli- Rob. Sorry,
1: Rob, it just splits pretty heavily there. Could you just say the last maybe 20 seconds again?
0: The compliance self-discipline approach values authority and values a pyramid structure within schools. And within that pyramid, teachers, principals, certainly curriculum writers are much higher than students on that trajectory in that hierarchy. They might criticize the students approach to doing this. They may actually support the idea of, yeah, certainly we do need climate reform possibly. And yes, we do need this in our curriculum but they would want to see it done within the structure, not by sidestepping the structure.
1: Mm.
0: One possible um, compliance, self-discipline suggestion to these kids would be, no, 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 take this up through the ranks. Bring this to the next level of authority who can speak for you to get this done within the system. Because it's not really up to you kids to decide what we as teachers are going to teach you. That comes from those of us who've earned the authority by taking our role within this pyramid structure. So sure, if you want this, you need to follow the established steps that are already in place. You're not going to win points by trying to pull yourselves out of the system by leaving the school. Rebelling against what you're supposed to be doing here, which is showing up to class and doing what is given to you. If you want to change this, you have to do it within the system, not by trying to sidestep it.
1: Yeah, and um, I think the other other kind of point I saw... In, again, in the Daily Mail, Daily Mail article was suggesting that these rallies could be dangerous because there were people who'd been arrested at these rallies. And parents were really concerned that their children were going to these rallies and that it was quite dangerous. And it was interesting that this article was written essentially to parents. It sidestepped the whole issue of whether or not the protests were right or wrong was kind of suggesting that if you let if you let your children go to this maybe you're not a very good parent and maybe I'm reading a bit too much into it but that was kind of
0: the subtext that might be that may be a subtext for some within the compliance self discipline value you also have to keep in mind compliance values stability in school and the idea of going up the proper steps in the hierarchy to get change is much more stable than a crazy, potentially unstable rally. And further to that point, some of the kids who are going on the rally, no doubt have their hearts in the right place. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Some of the kids going to the rally don't care about climate change and would just rather not do what they're supposed to do at school. And I can speak to experience from that. When I was in high school, we had a, a walkout in support of teachers who were striking at the time. And I can't create percentages right now, but I will certainly say 100% of the people who left class were not <laughs> yeah. on board with, with the mission. They were on board with, we can get out of doing what we're being asked to do for a day. So,
1: But the, the sheer force of will behind this suggests that the benefit of the doubt... A large number of kids who went on the the marches were doing it because they believed in in this, and so that takes us then, I guess, to the ambition paradigm. And you touched on it a little bit with possibly Theresa May, um, UK Prime Minister, who essentially said hey you 're missing you 're missing school, and you're you're going to make your teachers have to work harder to keep you on track to get good scores in your tests and and what about all of these lessons the teachers have prepared, which is absolutely mind boggling as a response to somebody who is in charge of the country that is being there with the protests, but maybe she 's got more on her mind at this point to be honest with brexit <laughs> <laughs> but um But still, I was baffled. But as you said, that's probably the closest to an ambition statement I found in this article.
0: Yeah. Well, what is interesting here is content within a curriculum is what's at the core of the ambition value. Because whatever is in that curriculum is what you're being measured against, Mm. whether that's direct content or whether that's skills. So what I find interesting here um, is that you're seeing students protest and speak out to say, we actually want to be assessed on this information. And Maybe that's not exactly what they're saying, but th- this, this is the next logical step. We're saying this information is missing from our curriculum. Now, they're essentially We've, saying that. That is almost exactly what is being said. We want this included and therefore in the future we will actually be assessed on this because part of being a functioning human being in our society right now is based on having a working knowledge of this information yeah so you need to know that people leaving schools have a functional functional use of this information essentially
1: so that element that element of not just we want governmental change we also want to see you change what's in the curriculum um absolutely key to that ambition paradigm yeah and then on the flip side don't miss these don't miss these days of school because you're going to fall behind um so yeah two very very different perspectives but both within the ambition paradigm and it would be interesting to dig a little bit into this again sometime about which one of those maybe is healthiest we're going to come to this idea of health for the current Climate in 2019, which of those speaks more to the healthy side?
0: Well, this is our developmental value challenge. Essentially, any of these news stories we're going to discuss, we're going to talk about kind of the pros and cons from each of the values. And then to speak from our developmental value, it's our chance to do some kind of crazy ninja move here and weave back through these three values and to try and pick out the piece of truth that the three of them have, but discard the bathwater and keep the baby, if you will. Three babies. Um, Give me the three babies, Rob. What are the three babies here? Well, first of all, if we start with the compliance, they are right that there's processes and procedures and steps for making national curriculum changes. yeah, They're right. You, you, we're not going to bypass the normal procedure to make these changes. We're not just going to write them in tomorrow. Where the students are right though, in the face of this, in my opinion, is that's a slow, lengthy, glacial process. And without some fire underneath it, it's not gonna happen at the speed that these students are seeing the need for it to happen at. So these students' protests hopefully create the urgency to make this happen much faster than it would by its own accord.
1: Yes, So so I think
0: compliance is right to say, hey, there's still going to be a procedure to follow here. They are right by pointing that out. Um, But I think at the same time, it's also true that the student's action will speed that process up.
1: Yes, so taking uh, that actual political route of talk to your member of parliament or your senator and and having them take this through the appropriate course of action, but at the same time, reserving your right to protest and bringing this into the public consciousness. And is there there something within this that the ambition um, paradigm has?
0: Yeah, I think so. Just before I say that, one last point for the compliance. Compliance also has, let's say, rights of passage. And one of these rights of passage in this case is the right to vote, which I'm not sure about the UK. In most countries, it's around 18. Yeah. So that's essentially, (laughs) if you're a student in high school, you're not voting essentially until possibly your last year in most places around the world. I think the compliance system basically says, "Hey, well, you've learned the lesson that once you've passed this right of pa- once you've passed this rite of passage and you're 18, and you're out there voting. You now get how serious this is. Don't take this for mm. granted." And I think that is one other small pearl, possibly, that compliance is offering to say, "Yeah, you know how fired up you are right now. Bring that into the rest of your life. Every time there's an election, you should be." taking the responsibility on that you have by having that right to vote. Don't take it for granted. Uh, That's the healthiest expression. Mm. Um, To shift into that ambition um, value, I think, yeah, it's interesting. Back to our discussion from a few weeks ago, what should we teach in school? And I think this ambition value, it gets its say here to say, well, yeah, we prioritize this we value it and this is something you you need to prove to us how well you know this if you're going to leave our school system Um, and I think the content of school shifts over time with our cultural values and it's interesting to see this come online as something that you know it was touched on loosely by teachers who cared about it when I was in school in the 80s and 90s but it did not make up Core curriculum objectives, that's for sure. So it's interesting to see new subjects, new topics come online over the years as part of the ambitions natural evolution. A curriculum from 50 years ago doesn't look the same as a curriculum from 30 years ago or a curriculum today.
1: Mm. So
0: this is a natural step in ambitions evolution to update what we're spending our time on and what we're assessing students against.
1: So let me let me try and wrap this up. The advice maybe a developmental school would try and and um, bring in to its students and to its community would be keep that 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 right to protest, keep going with that, keep bringing your voice out here, but at the same time. Follow the official channels, and when you become 18 years old, or if you know people that are over 18, get them to use their power as a as a citizen to enact to that change. And at the same time, let's keep pushing those changes within the curriculum. So within your school, your school district, um, get your teachers on board, get them to take full advantage of how to teach these particular. Um, areas and how to expand them further and how to allow you to take action on them. Uh, and yeah, then take and, that
0: action. Yeah, exactly. And network out to others who already do have some of the power within the system to help and further your cause more than a group of teenagers can. So bring this cause beyond just yourselves and and really build into that leadership. And I think there's also the cautionary element of the developmental value to bring in some nuance and Mm. just say, you're getting a lot of attention right now because you're speaking to a lot of hearts, which is awesome, totally necessary, and it is working. And as you proceed forward, make sure you're speaking to the minds as well. Yeah, Because if we keep this solely at the emotional level, Either over time people will care a little less and less and you're going to lose this valuable um, role of influence that you have. Moving forward, ensure that what you are saying is also academically correct um, or at least based also on facts, not just on the urgency of feelings. And to be fair, I, I think a lot of the student protesters I've been seeing are doing that. And doing it quite well, bringing yeah. facts into the discussion. It's not a criticism to say they're not, but I think that will ensure the longevity of what they're doing here.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the very nature of us just choosing an article that we will not have read in—we won't have been at every single avenue of that. We we will we will kind of have to speak somewhat generally and we, you know, clearly. A lot of respect to the students that are out there and are you know, trying to enact this change through the only one of the only real means they have, but yeah, our aim here within the development uh, school idea is to see if we can bolster that and, and make it stronger. Um yeah, it's interesting. I I'm interested to see how this series of um protests pans out and if we do see change that will reverse decisions like America's decision a couple of years ago to remove from the Paris Accords. Um, So in the States, for example, those students have almost a double challenge there. But um, yeah,
0: a really interesting story. And Um, the last comment I'd make to to tie this up is we've talked about this before, the development value doesn't see students as potential citizens whereas i think to a large degree the compliance ambition and even sensitivity still see students as you're like proto citizens you're developing citizens and when you leave us for sure then you are citizens yeah the development says no you're just you're already citizens you're just on the younger side of humanity you're on the yeah. the younger edge of the line of age and development you're still totally citizens yeah um you have different privileges you have different impediments compared to other people younger and older than you but you are still a citizen and what you're doing matters and this is evidence that even at this scale what you're doing matters to humanity
1: yeah absolutely
0: Thank you, Rob. Thanks for the story, Brennan. So our goal with these new segments is to get out of our lofty clouds and our abstract discussions that have been fun to have so far on the podcast, but start to make real life connections. And I think here with this example of student protests um, in connection to demanding change and action on on climate change legislation and education, we can see All three values bringing something of worth to the the story and at the same time conflicting with each other to some degree. Thanks, Brendan. Thank you. We hope this episode has been interesting. If you want to connect, we're on Twitter. Or you can join our private Facebook group just searching Reinventing Education Podcast. Request and we'll let you in. We're kind of building a community there. So far, it's kind of been sharing news stories that reinforce our narrative about the four values competing against one another in education, but let's see if we want to organize to do more than that there. Feel free to pass this episode on to others who give a damn about what's going on in education. From Brendan and myself, attention is a valuable thing these days. Thanks for having some of yours on What We're Saying.